What is up, everybody? Welcome to Seattle. It is officially day one here of the All-Star Game, and we had quite the day one. We went to the Space Needle. We went to the fish market. We became best friends with Joel McHale. We'll explain it all. We also have the Home Run Derby coming up tomorrow. We're going to break it all down. This one is going to be awesome. Let's get to it. Fly ball onto the track. At the wall, it's gone! Home run! Turns on a ball, deep right field, and gone! What a game, what a moment. We're here, the nature of show business. It is day one. <laughs> Are we here live or we're going? Seattle. We're live and we're having a blast. Alex, today was awesome. We are here in Seattle for day one. All-Star Game festivities happening all week. This is the 93rd installment of the All-Star Game, which I just learned courtesy of the public address announcer who's apparently going to be addressed. They're just rehearsing well, out they're here. rehearsing for the Home Run Derby tomorrow. Yeah. And then we're just here being a part of it. And yeah. we have had such an incredible day that started at 6.30 in the morning with a private tour of the Space Needle with our new best friend, Sienna, who yeah. was like a wealth of knowledge the entire time we were going through the Space Needle, which has been there since 1962. Shirt. Yeah, you were told you weren't allowed to wear white and you immediately had to change out of your shirt and pick a shirt that was right there in the Space Needle uh, merch department, which yeah. was great. So, yes, it was an early morning at the Space Needle, but I had my favorite part, getting up there on the observation deck, however high we are. Whew. And there, it's just glass all the way around, yeah. and you can just lay back like you're almost laying like 45 degrees above the land. And it's it, terrifying. It is. It's. It it, is. It's terrifying. I. It took me maybe five minutes after you yeah. got up there to lean against it to yeah. get up. I still couldn't look down when I was standing up there. I'm like sometimes scared of heights, and that you was were. that was one of those moments where you're like, I'm just gonna lean forward. My knees are kind of shaking, but like, what a cool experience to be up there having the entire Space Needle viewing deck to ourselves for yeah. two hours. Like it was, it was such a rad experience. I will say, I've I've never been in the Space Needle Me neither. until today. I never knew what the experience would be like until today. It's a great experience. It if is. you come, you need to, it's not just like you take an elevator up and, oh, look. No, it's really cool. And there's some really cool things you can do. It's all clear. Like, it's great views. There's so much water in Seattle. Like, this is, uh, who knew? Ben, welcome to Seattle. Oh. You can also see the three mountains, which, do you remember the three mountains that you can see? Rainier. Okay. Olympic. Yep. And I don't remember the last one. That's okay. We did trivia when we're up there. Stay tuned for that feature. That's probably going to come out tomorrow. Ben did... I, well, I did well. I, I, I'd say it was pretty mediocre. You had to phone a couple friends. I helped you out on a couple, yeah. and you missed a, a pretty big one. Yeah. Well, you'll see it all later. That's Alex, okay. That was just the beginning that of was, our day. That was just the morning, the 7 a.m. part of our day. Because from there, uh huh, it was off to meet up with our best friend now. Our new best friend. Our new best friend, Joel McHale. That was incredible. We were getting ready, like, okay, this is how we're gonna open the segment. Lights, camera, action, go. And Joel just immediately took over the entire show and segment. What do you do when you have three hosts together? Well, the veteran is the just going to run the show and start telling jokes. And it was so much fun. We laughed the entire time that we were with Joel. We did. He took over. We had this whole intro planned, and he just took over and went with it. We also went to the gum wall, which if you're watching, you can see right now. The gum wall was 
quite the experience. Now, let me just paint a picture here, uh, Alex, and then we'll get your reaction to this. Okay. Because uh-huh. I hear we're going to a gum wall with Joel McHale, and I don't know what that means. I know yeah. Joel McHale, and I'm like, why are we going to a gum wall with What him? is a gum you, wall? What, what is a gum wall? You walk into this, like, alley almost yeah. it's almost like a dark think, dark think alley. like a harry potter underground yes, alley that is a great way thank to you. explain it thank that's you, exactly yeah. what it was so you go underground uh-huh. and you get down there and it's this dark alley that just has a million millions, millions of pieces of gum stuck oh to every goodness. centimeter of the wall uh-huh. it it I'll let you do the describing of it, but it is unlike anything I've ever seen. Some pieces are sticking on the wall like normal. Some are dangling from pipes. It is just, and it's probably a football. It's probably a hundred, a a couple hundred feet of gum, every single square centimeter of, of the entire alley. I'm, how would you explain it? How did you, how did you have fun down there? (laughs) There is a smell. Let me just tell you, the moment that you walk down this dark, gum-filled alley, and as a germaphobe, I germaphobe? I had to, like, really take a deep breath and tell myself I was going to be okay. Are you a germaphobe? I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you not see me carrying around my hand gel and immediately gave it to us, like, right when we were finished? Yeah, but you, like, shake hands and everything. And that's why I have my hand sanitizer every single time. I use it right after. Yeah, fun fact. Huh. Anywho, so we all got different kinds of gum and we added to the gum wall which was funny and gross and just i guess a part of the experience and we asked her like why why did this become a thing it's like Do i don't know his, yeah he yeah he's like, like i don't know we used to throw we, he said Burritos. He used to throw burritos at this wall <laughs> because it was right down the alley where he used to do his improv every single night. He said he had like a residency yeah. there. He was there every single night and he used to put burritos on the wall. And then now it's just turned yeah. into gum and it's a thing. It's weird, but hey, it's a it's a part of the experience being yeah. here in Seattle, I guess. It, it is. So one shout out Joel McHale, yeah. who is a local legend here. He's also super famous, not just locally. Um, he's got animal control on Fox and now he's our best friend. Yep. We also went up to Pike Place Market. Yes, we fa- did. The famous right fish up the market, stairs. Right up the stairs from the gum wall, and we went and caught fish. Like we legitimately had king salmon's massive thrown at your face. Th- thrown at our face to and see if you could catch it. To, to best describe that, you can you can see it if you're if you're watching right now. You can see the video, but we have we have a video here in a second. But it was there were. It was, it was tons of fish, hundreds of pounds. I mean, the the one was like a hundred pounds. I swear. So I did it, and then Joel did it, and we both went. We both caught it. We both uh-huh. succeeded. But it it really is a cool experience. And from what Joel explained to me, he said this isn't a local thing. People don't do this. No, no, no. This, this is a tourist, a tourist attraction. Thing. And I said, how does this become a tourist attraction? How did this place start throwing fish? Yeah. And I didn't ask him that. I asked the guy throwing the fish. And he said it honestly just started from laziness. We did not <laughs> want to walk the fish all the way around. So we just started throwing fish everywhere. And people started liking it. Yeah. Cheering you on, pulling out their cameras, wanting to just see it happen. And we actually have a little video of your experience catching the fish. Do we have that? Can we show the video of Ben tossing the fish? Here it is. All right, let's go. 
So here's the here's the fish happening. I can't I can't see it for mm-hmm. full disclosure, but okay. what I remember happening is these guys are just yelling at each other and yelling throwing fish back and forth and all of a sudden I step in and here I am up on the stage yep. and I'm like holding my hands so he tells me exactly how to catch it and all of a sudden it's just being thrown at me this massive fish and I caught it and I just remember the moment I caught it was just <laughs> sheer jubilation I caught it I started jumping around in circles I just I've never been so happy to catch a fish. And yes, it's the first time I've ever caught a fish, uh-huh. but I've never been so happy to catch a fish. And you had a huge crowd there cheering you on. There was a big crowd. It was an experience. So we're going to have so much content coming out from this day. There has been so much going on here this weekend. We have the MLB draft happening right now just at the Seahawks stadium, I like was right just behind over there, us. By the way. So I got you you didn't go I had to come down here. I did here not go to, with you. To, to see some MLB The Show people, which was great, but the draft is also happening. It's happening at the Seahawks Stadium at Lumen Field right across the street. So I went over there. I saw the draft all set up, which was awesome. Uh, Fan Fest is over there. So Mm -hmm. I just want to, if you've never experienced an all-star game, did you go to Fan Fest last year? I didn't go to Fan Fest last year. Have you ever been to a Fan Fest? Oh, yeah. They do such a good job appealing to kids, to adults. They have the World Series trophy there you can take pictures with. I was over there today. They have this whole area set up like it's a draft. They have any jersey you want, and you can walk up there, and they'll say, with the first overall pick in the draft, Alex Curry, and then people go, wow. It truly is an awesome experience. But yes, the draft was happening right behind me, and uh, it was just it was a really cool experience. Paul Skeens just went first overall a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Dylan Cruz went second. Max Clark to the Tigers at third. So uh, yeah, it's just a great setup. The, Who are the MLB you draft. most excited to see get drafted tonight and, and start their professional? I mean, career. it's got Tigers, of course. the Tigers and me, of Max course. Clark. Yep. Young, 18-year-old, left-handed hitting outfielder, yeah. has all the tools you can imagine. One thing that I think is really cool with Max Clark is he's coming to the game. He's an 18-year-old, and yeah. he's coming to the game of baseball with a massive following, social media presence, which okay. I think is something you see Huge. a lot of times in the NBA draft, the oh, NFL yeah. draft. And yep. I think for baseball, it's super important to have guys that are promoting the game and promoting mm-hmm. how fun it is. And Max Clark is coming in as the third overall pick to the Detroit Tigers, bringing a lot of excitement to the game and uh, hopefully a lot of offense to a Tigers lineup that needs a lot of offense. I love that. There is so much hope to this younger generation of baseball players coming up. Now, obviously, we got the home run derby tomorrow. We're going to preview that in a moment. But before we get to that, there were some really big rookie moments this weekend and we got to start with one of the most electric players in baseball right now (laughs) ellie de la cruz who stole every single base in a game ben this weekend so it was a tie game yeah he singled in the go-ahead run Mm -hmm. go-ahead single rbi single gets on first base and within two pitches okay two pitches he steals second base the very next pitch he steals third base and then without another pitch being thrown, he just starts creeping down the line, paying close attention to the uh-huh. pitcher. And as soon as the pitcher turns his back and stops paying enough attention to him, he takes off, dives into home, close play at the plate, but not really super close. He's just, I, I love this. And I mentioned, a, I mentioned about a week ago that I would have loved for Ellie to be involved in the All-Star game one way or another. Yeah, He's played in a month in the big leagues. Can he be an All-Star? I, no. 
but can he be in the home run derby? Can he be a part of it? Sure. And to be fair, they asked him. Yep. They asked Ellie if he wanted to be in the home run derby, and he said he wanted to focus on the season. Completely fine. Mm -hmm. But this guy, what we're seeing is a superstar right in front of our faces, and what we are seeing, we saw that play right there. I've never seen that. No, I would that honestly, was I would argue that that has never happened in the history of baseball. Singling in the go-ahead run and then stealing second, third, and home mm -hmm. all within two pitches there. Really cool, great moment, and something I think we're going to be seeing Ellie De La Cruz here. Well, the All-Star Game is not yeah, in yeah, Seattle yeah. every year. We're going to be seeing Ellie De La Cruz at All-Star Games for a long, long time to come. Well, uh, one rookie that we're going to see here this weekend is your MVPCC, Corbin Carroll. He gave us a little bit of a scare on Thursday when he exited the game with a hard swing, but he came right back this weekend and hit a walk-off winning hit and just he is relishing in his opportunities and moments right now. I never doubted for a second he'd be okay. <laughs> to be fair, I did, I did send you my wishes and prayers for you and your son. You did. Thank I you. did. To be fair, I want the the post game press conference. He legitimately sounded super somber and was like, yeah. I, I thought this was the end of my season. Yeah. So to hear that and then him be in the lineup the very next day, mm -hmm. he was back in the lineup the next day and then had the walk-off hit. And now I, I think this is pretty cool and something, obviously anybody that's listened more than for like a day knows that I've talked about Corbin Carroll Obsessed. all year long uh -huh. since spring, tr before spring training started, I was super excited for this season. Now fast forward. He's an all-star. Yeah. His first full rookie season, he's an all-star. 15 homers, 25 stolen bases. First time a rookie ever has yeah. done that. Yep. Ever. And now he gets to be an all-star here in Seattle, where he's from. I mean, how cool is that? What a special moment for him to be an all-star here. And when he was on the show a couple months ago, he was talking about just how excited he was to be able to, to play here against the Mariners. Uh -huh. And now he's getting to play here. As an all-star. All That's incredible. It's just so cool. It really is. But by the way, before yes. this is just a thought that popped into my okay. head. Not Corbin Carroll related, but okay. speaking of players from here, Blake Snell should be an all-star. There. That's all I got. That's all that's all I need Snub. to say. Blake yeah, Snell. We've talked about snubs. We have all these players. Mm -hmm. We have all these players getting in, and yep. I'm extremely happy for them. And I'm not gonna say any names. We have players getting replaced by players. Blake Snell should have been one of the replacements. Yep. That's all I got. That's fair. Thank you. All right. Well, let's let's take a look and preview the Home Run Derby because, you guys, that's happening tomorrow. And as you hear right now, they're going through rehearsals here at T-Mobile Park for the Home Run Derby tomorrow. So I want to get some predictions, okay? We're going to yeah. go round by round, and you're going to tell me who you think is going to win. All right. Okay? So you got every round by round. Yes. Here's the bracket in the screen right here. We can see it. You can look at it. You can make your own predictions, but they're going to be wrong because here's my prediction. <laughs> okay. Let's go. So first round matchups between Luis Robert Jr. and Adley Rutschman. Who are you taking? All right. So this is all based on seeding, right? And if yeah. you're wondering, okay, how is Luis Robert the one seed, Adley Rutschman the eighth seed? And as we go forward, I'll explain all the seeding as well. Okay. But the seeds go off of simply number of home runs, right? So Luis yep. Robert has the most number of home runs in this entire home run derby. He is the one seed taking on Adley Rutschman. I'm taking Luis Robert here. Okay. I love Adley Rutschman. I just don't I just don't know if he's going to be an imposing home run derby type of guy. I just don't. And maybe I'm wrong. I've never seen him take BP. Yep. I just think Luis Robert Jr. has freaky pop. I think he's I think he's going to do great here. I'm taking Luis Robert Jr. in the first round against Adley Rutschman. Okay, the next matchup, and this is, whew, we've talked about this one. This this could be the final matchup, but it's not. We're getting it in the first round. Pete Alonso against Julio Rodriguez. 
this is this is the matchup that I'm excited. You can if you yeah. can hear the music they're playing, it's like romantic music. And this is what this matchup is. I don't know if it's romantic. It's not a romantic matchup. For you. Maybe for me. <laughs> I don't know if it, <laughs> You right. love both of Pete these. Alonso, Julio Rodriguez. Yeah. This is in my opinion, in my opinion, yeah. this could have been the championship. Yeah. But in the first round, we're getting Pete Alonso, who is arguably the greatest home run derby participant in Major League Baseball history against Julio Rodriguez, who, the hometown kid, yep. he's a superstar here. The crowd will want him to win. They will be willing him on, which normally I completely disagree with. Like, you say, like, oh, he's going to get willed on by the crowd. We're talking about professional athletes. But in this home run derby, it is exhausting yeah. the way it's set up. And if you have a full crowd chanting your name, cheering for you, that stuff matters. I'm going to go with Julio Rodriguez. Ooh. And the reason, I saw enough from him last year in L.A. during the home run derby. Mm -hmm. Nobody hit more home runs in the 2022 home run derby than Julio Rodriguez. And he ended up losing to Juan Soto in the final round. Yeah. But just based off the format, that's how it all shaped out. But. Julio Rodriguez had the most home runs out of anybody. I yeah. think he impressed everybody, and now he gets to do that here in his home crowd in front of everybody. He's just got a tough matchup. I Well, they have history, too. This matchup has history because Julio knocked out Pete Alonso in the semis in 2022, and the two years before that, Pete Alonso won back-to-back -back home run derbies in 2019 and 2021 because there wasn't one in 2020. So he went from winning in 2019 to 2021 to then Julio knocking out Pete Alonso in the semis Alex, in how, 2022. how could I sit here in T-Mobile Park, yeah. this beautiful place behind me, yeah. everyone's wearing Julio Rodriguez jerseys. Be I love the guy. I can't pick okay. against him here. I All just, right. I fair. can't, I can't. That's fair. Let's move on to the third matchup, which is Mookie Betts and Vladdy Jr. Who are you taking here? This is an exciting matchup because when I think Mookie Betts, yeah. I don't necessarily think like Mookie's going to be a home run derby stud. Like he, I, I don't even, this might come off weird. I don't even view Mookie Betts as a home run hitter. Okay. I view Mookie Betts as an all-around guy. He can hit 300. Now, his power numbers have actually, since he's been with the Dodgers, I would say his power numbers have actually been um, extremely impressive. But maybe it's almost like he's becoming more of a power hitter. But when I think Mookie Betts, I think former MVP, guy that can do it all. He can play right field at a gold glove caliber. He can play second base. He can play shortstop. He can hit you over 300, and he can hit some home runs. I don't think of guy, typical guys that are in this home run derby that I feel like are like home run derby guys are the guys that are hitting 250 with like 50 home runs on a year. That's, okay. not, that's not Mookie typically, but that's fair. Vladdy Jr., on yeah. the other hand, Home run derby experience, um, fought for that triple crown a couple of years ago in the year Shohei won the MVP award. I'm going to take Vladdy Jr. here. I think experience really, really helps in a home run derby yeah. with the with the um, format the way that it is. Yeah, and Vladdy was in the home run derby in 2019, lost to Pete Alonso, so he has that experience. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our final matchup, which is Adolis Garcia against Randy Arozarena. Who are you taking? Yeah, give me Adolis Garcia here. Okay. Uh, I, you know, I just I think that's what happens. So let's move on to the next round. Okay, so second round <laughs> matchup. That means you have Luis Roberts against Adolis Garcia. Who's going here? Yeah, so Luis Robert versus Adolis Garcia. I'm going to take Garcia here. I... You remember what I was just explaining? Yep. Like these home run derby guys, I yep. feel like are guys that have so much just raw power. Okay. And not that Luis Robert doesn't. 
I just feel like I'm excited to watch Adolis Garcia in the home run derby because I think I think he's got freakish pop that not many people understand, and we see that in the regular season. And, and I think we're I think he's going to put on a show out here. So I think him winning this round gets him to the finals of the 2023 home run derby. Okay, and then Vladdy against Julio. Who are you taking here? Again, we're here. Yep. We're in the house that Julio built. Just kidding. <laughs> Julio's been up for a year. I was like, wait, what? It's the house that Griffey built. I think that's yes, fair. That's much more fair. You know. Okay. But again, I'm taking Julio. Again, I, I will say that. No, let's get to the final round. And then okay, I'll say so Julio against Adolis Garcia. Who you got? Julio. Julio. I love that that's stuck, by the way. I know. You're I hate welcome. That that's stuck. You're welcome. Um, I'm taking Julio here. Again, I said this in the first round matchup. It's yes. his home crowd. Mm -hmm. You get tired in this. It is exhausting. And, you know, we'll reach back to my own home run derby experience a couple months ago when I was in Colorado and won a home run derby. Uh-huh, the only professional baseball player actually competing in the home run derby. I, Let's just, like, add that in a little bit. I Yeah, only uh -huh. baseball player. Everybody okay, else was there you football. Go. Okay. Whatever. I yep, digress. It's okay. It is tiring to take all those swings in a row. And Julio has that experience. He got it last year. He learned a lot. And now he's going to have that crowd. He's going to have the atmosphere. And this is his moment. Julio hasn't been having the year that I think everybody thought he would have. It's yeah. a good year, not a great year. And now this is going to be his moment at the All-Star Game in his town. He's become a superstar here. All the yep. partnerships you see, you can't miss his face. No, he's all over Seattle. the city. He's plastered all over the city. This it's is his moment. It's going to be amazing. And I think Julio Rodriguez is the 2023 Home Run Derby champion here in Seattle. I'm excited just to see the atmosphere and the electricity having their superstar and their hero in the home run derby. And I like that you're actually taking them to win the whole thing. That was an audible because last week you were you were saying, I don't know if anybody can beat Pete Alonso, but if anyone can, it's definitely going to be Julio Rodriguez. I think whoever wins that first round matchup, Pete Alonso and Julio Rodriguez, I think that's who wins it. Okay. Whoever wins that first round matchup, which I'm picking Julio, yep. wins it all. All right. Is that fair? That's fair. Um, but Alex, we yes. have a we have a special guest joining us. We do. Is that fair to say? Special Very guest. Very special. Rowan, is that okay? Special guest. Yeah. Rowan Kavner Rowan? is our special guest, a writer here in. for yes, MLB on Fox. And Rowan, you just re first off, thank you for joining us. Yeah. It's a little, it's toasty down here. Yeah, welcome. welcome. <laughs> you were hiding out in the shade for a bit, but welcome to the sun. So you just, why don't you take me through this? You just sat down and spoke one-on-one -on -one with Mookie Betts recently, correct? Yeah, I did. Um, and, and you know, I, there's a lot you can cover. He's playing second base and shortstop now. That's a, that's an yeah. easy one to do. He's, he's heard those questions enough. I, I think right now it's just the power that he's showing. Yeah. It's the best it's been since he was an MVP in, in Boston. Uh, and it's it's really remarkable. I mean, it's been five years since he's he's done the power that he has shown so yeah. far. And as a leadoff hitter especially, I mean, he has 10 bombs to lead off a game. It's twice that's as many crazy. as anyone else in baseball. So Why is he competing in this derby <laughs> like why when i think mookie Betts, yeah. i don't think of a guy that's like i want to i want to play in the home run derby what made him want to i don't think he knows why he's doing it no he he talked to his wife and i think you know the, the league had called him and said are, are you interested in doing this and he didn't want to make any sort of rash decision and so he's like i'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to brianna i'm gonna talk to my wife and she was like look 20 years from now you're not going to want to be like i, I wish i would have done that yeah. or i wonder what that would have been that. he's not going into this thing i'm gonna win this like looking around the competition saying, no, <laughs> he's the shortest guy there he's the smallest guy there he just wants to have fun, and I think he just wants to do it once, and then maybe he does have a newborn son. He said, 
know, if he's older and at some point down the road he wants to see me do it, maybe I'll change my yeah. mind. But for now, I, I think it might be a one and done type thing. So what was the biggest thing you really took away from your conversation with Mookie? Yeah, you know, uh, I think there's a lot of stuff that kind of it's kind of tapping into how is he doing this, you know, five years down the road and yeah. what's gone into this. And I thought it was interesting. You know, you think about one obvious thing is that he's about 10 pounds heavier than he was last year. I think he came in at eight pounds heavier. He's lost a couple of pounds just from, from playing every day, but he's at about 176. He got down to as low as about 167 at some point last year. Jeez. And I thought it was interesting. You think about driveline baseball and a lot of people have talked yeah. about that. And what's a driveline guy. Well, so it, it's interesting to talk about what it's doing for, for pitchers and optimizing right. pitchers, but there's been a whole bat speed kind of revolution yeah. going on right now. And a contingent of Dodgers players, he was among the guys to just visit for a couple of days. It's not like he's there all off season or anything like that, but they were really adamant about bat speed for, for everybody. But for him in particular was you need to get stronger. You need to get a little bigger. So he did that. He got about eight to 10 pounds bigger, um, felt stronger. He's managed to keep most of that weight on to keep a lot of that strength. And then they've also been doing stuff, drills to uh, improve the bat speed with the hitting coach, Robert Van Skoyak. Um, basically, they're distributing weight in these like metal bats. Yeah. Some are kind of near the handle, some are near the barrel. So there's just different techniques to kind of find a way to, to generate bat speed and, and Clearly, that's the easiest thing you can point to to say, how is this happening? It's funny. Actually, earlier this year during the offseason, I went up to driveline. Well, it's here. I went yeah, to driveline yeah, right here. Down. And uh, Mookie was actually in the day I was. He had just left. But Robert Van uh, Robert was up here, who was also my hitting coach, by the oh, way, wow, when nice. I was playing. Nice. I was, uh, him. So Robert Van Skoyak was up here with JD. And they were saying how a bunch of Dodgers guys are coming in. Um, and a bunch of players are starting to shift to, like you said, driveline's been a pitching velocity gain velo and now it's becoming like of course if i'm a hitter i don't want pitchers to take another leap that i'm not able to take so they're starting to take that step as well yeah and i think it's just hard you know you think about how fast these guys are throwing how much movement there is and it's sort of how do you combat that well the obvious thing is yeah. maybe i can swing a little bit harder and even yeah. if you're gaining a couple miles an hour that can be a big deal yeah. that can be the difference from a 385 foot hitter or a 390 foot yeah. so mookie this year from the leadoff spot has been Oh, like historically good. Talk about him as a leadoff hitter this year and the pace that he's on. Yeah, he, he claims that he's not doing anything different in that first batter of the game, but uh, it's around a 1,200 OPS as the first batter of a game this year. It's very possible that he breaks Alfonso Soriano's uh, single-season record for homers, which is 13. And then 13. The, the record for just leadoff uh, hitters, excuse me, home runs by a leadoff hitter, which is 39. He's on pace to break both. I mean, you look at what him and Acuna are doing. Yeah. I think right now it, those are the two guys in, in the MVP race. Uh, obviously, Acuna is stealing a whole lot more bases, and it's just been remarkable. But Betts is right up there, I think, as, as the number two right now. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you had an incredible conversation with Mookie, but what what's his ultimate goal? To be a Hall of Famer. And I think that. he has made that really clear. Yeah. A lot of the decisions cool. he's making, he says, it, I, that is my goal. I'm thinking about that when this is over nine or ten years on the road. I don't want to regret things. I don't want to regret not going to home run derby. Maybe I can play shortstop. Maybe I can play second base. Maybe I can kind of expand my platform off the field. He has a podcast. He has his yeah. own YouTube channel. I think all of these, there's different reasons for it. But one main one is what can I do to be a Hall of Fame player to get kind of my voice out there a little bit more? He, he's not being shy about that. Yeah. That's what he wants to do. Bro, last one for you. If you're writing the lineup on Tuesday, who are you putting in that leadoff spot? Mookie Betts or Ronald Acuna? Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I like the, the speed element of Acuna, I guess. I, you can't go wrong, man. I guess I guess Acuna. I just I said all that go, about Mookie. He won, though. He was the leading vote-getter. I think, the, I think that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Let, let, him, let him take that. I think Mookie would be fine. Yeah. Rowan. 
Always a blast having you on, my Thanks, friend. Guys. Thank you so guys. much. Thanks yeah, for thank sharing guys. some insight. You wrote all about this, is that correct? Uh, you'll see it uh, Monday. Monday. Yeah. On tomorrow. the FoxSports.com. Tomorrow. FoxSports.com, the app. It's all It's all there. Rowan Kavner, the writer. Thank you so much. Dude. Hey, Appreciate it, as yeah. always. Yeah. Um, it got rowdy out <laughs> here, rowdy. As you can way. hear, you guys, they're getting ready it and testing everything ready. for uh, – Tomorrow here. Let me get back up on my my step. Alex, so. before before we go, I need to I need to update every, everyone that listens quite often. Yep. There was something I said in the Friday show that I need to address. Okay. I said on the Friday show. Yeah. How good of a singer I am. Uh huh. And right? I said we need to have you actually perform a song on the show to prove that's not what I'm that doing. That you here. were a good singer. I need to address it okay. because I said I was a good singer and I used to be in select choir and yep. I know my voice. Yeah, I get a text from my mom today saying, I just listened to the Friday episode. The only reason you were in select choir is so you could visit the amusement park that year because it was part of being in the course. You really should think about your singing skills. What? I love Mama Verlander. Okay, now we're actually going to have you sing so we can see what your, what your chops are like. I love this so she much. Does, she you get to me- pick your song. She sends me a lot of uh, insanely hysterical updates throughout yes. the week from listening to shows. So when we get back from the All Star Game, I think we're going to start a segment of like things my mom says okay. and just run with that. I'm into that. Um, so this has been an epic. Do, this has been an, an unbelievable epic day, one. day one in Seattle, and it's only going to get better from here because we have the home run derby tomorrow. And we're going to be here live on the field, talking to players, talking to all-stars, doing a live show There's after a the live home run derby. pregame show. Oh, we great. got a pregame show. We'll yeah. talk to players. Down. The, the batting practice of the home run derby and the all-star game, you can basically go in the cage with the guys. Like, yeah. it is not like – there's so much access. We'll be down there during the home run derby. There will be a live show, sights and sounds from all around. There will also be a post-game show, everything you need to know about the derby, a preview of the All-Star game. That's going to be – tomorrow is going to be a great day. That's also the day that they do, like, media availability for yep. the play. So, like I mentioned in We're the We're going to be talking to everybody. It's almost like a kissing booth where you just go Well, up. it's just like everyone's sitting at their own little desk high up, and you run up and just try to get in as many questions as you can with whoever you can. And, and it is a free-for-all. Just that. It's like a stampede. Go find your favorite players and talk to yes. them. It's going to be epic. Um, so that does it for day one here from Seattle. I'm walking away with this sick – Seattle Space Needle shirt that I'm very excited about. So I don't know how we can top day one, honestly, but we're going to do it for day two. Thank you all for listening. This has been a blast. Tomorrow, a bunch of content coming out from the Space Needle, from Catching Fish with Joel McHale. Be on the lookout there on all social media, at Flippin' Bats Pod everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, threads. You can watch everything on YouTube, at Flippin' Bats Pod for all. We're also... Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever, we're everywhere. But Alex, what a day one from Seattle. I can't stop smiling. I've had so much fun. It's been awesome. Until tomorrow, my friends, thank you all for listening. We will see you then. See ya.